welcome to First and Foremost, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the transition from a nine to five to their dream of owning their own businesses. Welcome to the first edition, the first installment of First and Foremost. I'm here with Danny B. He's Danny Burles to me, Danny Burles Jr., but Danny B. Um, I'm just going to let him give you a little bit of about himself before we begin. Would you do that for us, Danny? Yeah, no problem. So uh, my name is Danny Burrell II, uh, named Danny Burrell after my father. I'm 26 years old. I am an industrial engineer working for Eaton Corporation in uh, Nashville, Tennessee right now. I've uh, been an engineer for about six years. Graduated from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, the flagship of the Delta, the first land-grant institution in the state of Arkansas, with my yes, undergraduate degree in engineering. I got my graduate degree in engineering from the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. Um, so I've been an engineer for about six years. Uh, I've been doing the artistry thing for about three or four. Uh, so when I say artistry, I don't like to define myself necessarily as a rapper. Um, I think, not I think, I strive to be an artist in every uh, sense of the word. Um, so that that's why I kind of like to describe myself more of an artist as a rapper. I, I never wanted to be the, the, the young black male that was a rapper, if that makes sense. Uh, that's what... A lot of us try to do it in a different lane that a lot of us try to go into. So I try to kind of avoid that. That's where I am now. But I've never liked the stigma of being a rapper. That's just something that has it, stuck with me for a long time. So uh, I've been doing that, though, the artistry thing, for about two to three years. Uh, like you said, I just dropped my first album, A, I Just Want to Rhyme. That's one word. Uh, a, I Just Want to Rhyme, similar to Hey, I Just Want to Sing uh, by Music Soul Child. It's a project that he put out a couple of years ago. Um, it was a very motivating project for me. Uh, so I kind of took the theme that he had for that and I, I put it into a hip-hop album. Um, and basically the name of the album speaks for itself. Uh, I'm an engineer every day from about 5 to I'm still at work right now at 7.39. <laughs> so I came here <laughs> in at 5 a.m. This is 7.39 p.m. I'm still here. Um, but whenever I leave this place, uh, my my pastime, not even my pastime, not even my hobby anymore. What I really like to put my time into is the artistry. And um, what I'd rather be doing with my time and my energy is rhyming. So that's where the name of the album came from. That's awesome. Hey, go ahead and give me, um, you know, when I think about uh, uh, Pine Bluff, you know, as a little as a little kid, uh, my parents would that's where my grandparents were. And, and really, honestly, uh, our roots from, you know, my family roots is, are in Pine Bluff. So I, I know how special of a place it is. Um, it literally it was the only place, you know, growing up in Midwestern Kansas, it was the only place that I'm going to go and see more black people than I'm going to see white people. Right. So. <laughs> so. So tell me about your roots down there. And talk about Pine Bluff, Arkansas, how special that is to you. Started with zero, now I'm getting dough. Oh, started with zero, now I'm getting dough. Hey, hey, stay all up on my plates. Seven, my city taught me how to paper chase. Oh, started with zero, now I'm getting dough. Oh, started with zero, now I'm getting dough. Oh, started with zero, now I
asking the function and I know everybody My crew right beside me, I came with everybody And they get to talking cause we ain't everybody Then they girl get to fucking so, cause I ain't everybody. Born and raised in Palm Bluff uh, From the years of my youth I think I was out of Palm Bluff for maybe one or two of those years. So I, I mean, I went to college, uh, undergrad back in Palm Bluff as well. So like really my first 20, 21 years were spent in Palm Bluff minus maybe two. Um, grew up right in the middle of the city, right on Pulling Street, where, which is maybe a block away from the University of Arkansas Palm Bluff, uh, and like right in the heart of the city. Um, high school, junior high, all of that was fine by fine. And so basically the experiences that you get and the exposure that you have um, is different because like you said, uh, it's a Southern city that's predominantly black. Um, and that doesn't happen in Arkansas. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so not only is it predominantly black, but there, there are some other uh, races there and, and you kind of pick up on everything that that's going on around you, especially uh, when you're getting taught to pick up on everything around you. So, like, it's a lot of people that I, I, I know from, from home that kind of get caught up in what Palm Bluff is known for. But there's a lot of stuff outside of what Palm Bluff is known for, which is, is, is I'm not even going to bring up the bad stuff, but it's yeah. a lot more going on in the city. And if you can get in contact with that type of stuff, if you can get in touch with that type of stuff, the, the limits are boundless. And so the reason why I am where I am today uh, when it comes to not only my engineering career, but even the, the, the artistry career is because of the experiences that I was able to receive in Palm Bluff. So at Palm Bluff High, we had art club that I was involved with every evening. And um, that was just basically art. That was when I say art, I'm talking painting. I'm talking, you know, what you think of typically when somebody says art. Um, but what our teachers were able to do, they were able to give us life lessons in some of those standard classes. So um, instead of just doing art club all the time, she actually had a poet from Little Rock, Rock come down one time and do spoken word for us. And that was my first time ever seeing anything like that. And it's really what sparked my interest in writing in the first place. That that came from school at art club. So, I mean, um the experiences that I had with my parents, my mother was a teacher at the university. So even from a young age, I was around older people all the time. Um, so I picked up a lot of the sense things that they had going on. Uh, my father was a, a warden at a prison during the day. So uh, anytime that I would go to the job with him, I picked up on those experiences, which you can imagine are a lot different than anything you would get in a free world. Um, <laughs> then you can even go back to like um, when my father did get off work, um, he was a DJ. So, all around the city of Palm Bluff, uh, he has me, his five-year-old son, riding around with him, helping him hook up DJ equipment so he can DJ weddings or parties or things of that nature. And that's another place where the love of music came from for me. So, it's just, so when, when you're all my experiences kind of culminated into this. When you're with your dad riding around the city, and I remember him DJing, and you're riding around with him in the, in the city DJing, um, your love your dad has a love for music and I, I think that that's I think you're right that did shape a lot of, of of your love for music I can I can see where that would that correlation um but it wasn't just and so like it wasn't just R&B it wasn't just uh rock it, it was it was a it was a uh, a slice of music, right? You're talking about uh, um, uh, a well-rounded uh, understanding of music and, and how it makes you feel, right? Yes, sir. So, I mean, 
to be honest, my, my favorite genre of music is country music. So uh, I love the stories that they tell. And if you get a chance to check out any of my music, uh, not only the music on the album, but music outside of the album, I do a, a series every Thursday that I call Good Game Thursdays, where I cover a mainstream artist song and I just kind of redo them. Um, if you follow any of those types of songs, everything that I try to put out is a story, has a storyline to it. And I get that from my love of country music, because every time you listen to one of their songs, no matter if it's the saddest song you've ever heard, it's got a storyline to it from front to front to end. And I, I really like that structure of it. Um, I mean, my parents listen to everything from Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire, all the way down to, you know, Garth Brooks. So kind of, I picked up on all of that and I use all of that uh, to my advantage now as I try to matriculate into becoming an artist. That's awesome. I think that's really what makes you a true, well-rounded uh, artist. Um, first of all, congratulations on your album uh, and uh, congratulations on your promotion at your job. So it's really weird, you know, because if you're talking about, like I said, you know what you were saying earlier, if you're talking about a typical rapper, we're not talking about the engineering job that you just did, uh, you know, got a promotion in and then the album that you just put put out. Um, so the question I'd ask you is like, how did you balance those passions? Um, you had a, a, you, you know, you finished your education and, and on all of those things, how did you keep education in the forefront while you were doing these things? Very meticulously. <laughs> like, uh, uh, so I, I've always had people on my side, on my team that were motivating. Um, guess I knew from a young age that I didn't have any choice but to go to grad school. Like, that was just the standard that was put on me from a very young age. So even with getting my undergraduate degree and getting gainful employment directly out of undergraduate, uh, it was never a question whether or not I was going to continue to to get my higher education. So, I mean, it was just kind of a one a goal that I've been had since I was 12, you know, uh, so I had to do it. Um, two, uh, the expectation was there for my parents. Uh, I had no choice. And then three, uh, I kind of went through both my undergraduate and my graduate, uh, studies with, with my cousin. Um, and he's a big motivating factor in my life. And the fact that he could call me up and be like, Hey, uh, cause we got a test tomorrow. Are you, you ready for it? And <laughs> are you ready for it? So we could kind of discuss that over the phone before the test was tomorrow. It, it kind of helped me out. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing is always having somebody on your team that's going to continue to push you and make you strive to get to where you're supposed to be. Uh, having people that recognize what you have and make sure that you utilize the, the gifts and, and, and the things that God has given you. So is there a plan then with, you know, you said you talk about your family being your team. Is there a plan in place for you in terms of uh, of music, um, your music career? Is that going to be something um, that you're going to pursue full time at some point and put engineering down? Or is that just, you know, is that just something that you're going to keep balanced like this, working both things? In all honesty, I would love to put the engineering down and focus full time on the music. Um, but in all honesty, it definitely doesn't pay as well. <laughs> so, um, so right now I live a, a very uh, amazing frugal life and I'm very used to it. 
what I couldn't do right now is is take a step back and become what I consider a starving artist and try to figure that out without having the salary that I have right now. So one of the biggest things that I like to say, one of my favorite quotes is I do what I have to do to do what I want to do. Uh, and as long as that's working for me and I'm not getting the, the compensation from the music that I think I should be getting, that's, this is kind of the, the balancing act I gotta, gotta follow. But if at any point the compensation comes through that I'm looking for, that I desire from music, then I, it's, it's a no brainer. <laughs> And it's not even what you would think the kind of conversation. I'm I'm not looking for a million dollar deal, you know. I'm looking for what's gonna sustain me where I am right now and I mean it's it's a passion. I'd rather be doing something I'm passionate about than something that, that just pays the bills. So you're not gonna give them the you're not gonna give them the lottery that you know, when people win the lottery be like, Well, I'm gonna go back to work <laughs> You like, Nope. No, I'm gone. I I'm gone and, and I so what's even crazy about that, crazier about that, uh A I just wanna rhyme is literally me half-stepping. I mean, like, I'm not trying to say anything about, like, what where it could be, but that's that's me putting together an album while I work 12 hours a day, you know? So uh, I just can't imagine what it would sound like if I was able to put 100% of effort into it. And, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, because uh, back in uh, 2016, you did an interview, and you were talking about, um, you were saying that I'm holding my original music for a time when God tells me that it's time. And I love that, that, and I just, I, I wonder if you, if you feel like it's time, uh, that God's giving you the, 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 the push to say, to launch and go out and do, uh, what, and, and what you feel is a real passion. That, that's crazy that you even, you even read that and you knew about that interview, but I was reading the interview yesterday. Uh, I think yesterday was the anniversary or something. So, you know, how Facebook pops up, uh, your, your memories. So that was a memory that popped up on Facebook yesterday. And I read through the entire interview. And what's crazy is, A, I just want to rhyme is a lot of that music that I was talking about in that, that interview. So a lot of the original music that I was speaking of in that, that past interview was the album that I dropped in September. How does it feel to yeah, feel like was, it's coming full circle? Like you, you literally put out something that you were passionate about. Your 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 decent work. You're you're putting it down, and it's really. I mean, honestly, I love it. So I, I mean, how does it feel to put that special music out so people can kind of vibe to it and get a, a sense of Danny B? I've never felt the feeling like when somebody when I go back to Palm Bluff now. Uh, I've been out of Palm Bluff about six years now. Uh, and I only kind of travel back for things like homecoming at UAPB or just to kind of visit my parents who are still there. Um, and when I'm there, I kind of stay isolated to family. But now when I go to Palm Bluff and I go to Walmart, it's I'm not famous, but people that know me stop me and, and legitimately, sincerely thank me for the album and the music that's there. Never felt anything like that. Like it's amazing. A young, a young lady, um, actually pulled up to me at the gas station and she said, I got somebody in the front seat want to meet you. And I'm just, I didn't know who it was, you know, like me being a young, young male that's not married. I thought it was maybe a young lady that was looking at, <laughs> looking at me. Oh, she's trying to hide. Let me get my eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. Let me go ahead and uh, make sure I look good before I walk over there. But it was a, it was a really young girl and my song was on Angel Girl, uh, which is the last song on the album was playing. And the 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 young lady that summoned me over to the car she basically told the, the little girl that hey that's the guy that's singing that's him 
And she was like, no, it's not. And then I was like, yeah, that's me. And she started crying. I've like literally never seen anything like that. And so more than anything, it's a motivational factor telling me that I'm doing something right, that I'm doing it right. Angel girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ever met the one and knew it? Well, I have and tag, baby girl, you it. I guess I finally met Cupid, had his love arrow aim, been waiting for you to shoot it. Made me realize that all my past relationships were stupid. I was clueless about love until you showed me what the truth is. Girl, you like amazing. Now that's an understatement. You the one that made other women realize that they basic. And a dimple on your right cheek was made for me to kiss. Your perfect smile and laugh was made for me to miss. Dudes in your past was just preparation for this. And women that I had can't compare to what this feeling is. I used to dream about you. You my respiration, I can't breathe without you Before you hit this earth, you had wings around you Then they sent you down from heaven and I searched and found you You the one I wanna show out Dress you up and go out Get the spot and watch you show out What got is girl, there's no doubt Something about you I don't know now Lost your wings and had you ten toes down You hit your stride, you Billy go now Been defeating all your foes, they ain't even coming close now Rock a halo overflow, you the greatest on the low Pray to God he had you float right Whatever be my sickness, she mended it, that's one benefit Time she's the first one I've spent it with, that's legitimate Scout's honor, she need a wifey badge, I'm pinning it Pinning this, cause if I don't um, forever in this artistry career I've been kind of the guy that's like what am I doing wrong why why can't I get people to you know follow the music the way that I think they should because I've always thought it was good you know what I'm saying but it took the time to sit down be patient and really put the passion into the music and make it my own so like i said i've been doing the good game thursday the covers of other people's songs for a really long time now yeah and so like people that pay attention to that they say oh yeah he can rap you know mm-hmm. but that's all because it's somebody else's music it's somebody else's theme hey i just want to rhyme is all danny burrow the second all danny b uh right. from the story of my first love in Palm Bluff and how we used to meet at the lake and people stop me all the time and say, man, I used to meet my first love at the lake all the time too. You know, like <laughs> whether or not it's me singing about a seven Oh and the fact that my city is the reason why I am who I am today. And it taught me how to, how to be a hustler and how to get out here and, and be good at my engineering job. Not just because I know engineering, but because I know how to hustle, you know, um, it's, it's me. And I think, that is the reason why the the reaction is what it is and it is an amazing feeling to get that reaction when it happens well, what do you think about the idea and I've, there's a lot of people that say this I mean if you read um, any books about uh, around self-help or just self-actualization that kind of thing they, they always talk about uh, uh, even in business being authentic to who you are and do and telling your story and it feels like you've done that with this album so um is that something? Is that a formula you can stick to? Just being authentic to Danny and and giving a story uh, because I know you always do you always do great with stories, but giving those stories, you, you think that's the formula, the secret sauce to what you do? It is, and I can't even I can't tell somebody else's story. I've tried to sit down and write what I what I call uh, BS music, which is just some you know it's got a nice beat and you know I just say cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. 
I just can't. I, I can do it. The words will be there, but then I can't put it out because it's just not true to who I am. It's not if the storyline isn't there, if I'm not talking about something that matters or that matters to me, then it's it's not worth it. Because at the end of the day, like I said earlier, I think even though it's rap, I think it's art. And when you think about art, um, you put art out for it to last, for it to let have a lasting impact, for it to, to to meet somebody where they are and they're able to see what you were thinking and what was going on in your mind and it helps them get through whatever they're going through. So like that's that's the way that my music has to be. Uh it can't be just BS music that, you know, you ride in your car to. So I'm actually working on a uh mixtape right now that, you know, I'm doing that just to prove that I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, you know, it, it is what it is, you know. So, so um, <clears throat> what's the uh, so in in when when I look at your music, when I listen to it, and and you know your YouTube page, and it was on there checking that out. Um, you know, I, it's unique. I say that before, it's very unique. Um, what what? And we talked about the influence from Pine Bluff. What about the influence from your parents? What's the best gift do you think in your mind that your parents gave you that, that what's the best tool they put in your bag for you to do this? So I was talking about my father being a DJ earlier. The fact that I'm able to do this all by myself is what I got from him. Um, and what I mean by that is, when I was in college, when I first started trying to be an artist, uh, I would have to call people or find engineers, well, uh, audio engineers. Uh, hey man, can I use the studio, please? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't got no, I don't got no time for you. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's going to be $200 for an hour, stuff like that, you know? So yeah. I decided to buy my own equipment and hook it up because I've been hooking up equipment since I was five. You know, I've been troubleshooting equipment since I was five. I understand computer systems and how they function with audio systems since because I was a DJ with my dad when I was five. You know, literally the tool belt that he gave me from being a DJ is one of the biggest reasons why I can strive. I, I can actually be good at what I'm doing right now by myself. Um, the, the bigger I get, the more um, people that listen, I'm, I'm starting to actually pay that $200 to these audio engineers. But... <laughs> To get to this point, though, I had to be able to do it on my own or I would have never been able to make it here. Uh, that's that's my dad. My mom is kind of a backward story to that. Um, she gave me the motivation that I keep on calling it artistry. She gave me the motivation to, to become an artist as opposed to a rapper. Um, I've always, like I said earlier, I've always never wanted to be a rapper, but when she told me that I could do it another way, it was a motivational factor to actually do it. So what I mean by that is um, I don't curse in my music. Uh, yeah. um, and so I remember my mom coming out, uh, to coming to my room one day and asked me, uh, "This, the story's going to round out at the end. She asked me, why do I waste my time doing that? And what she meant by doing that was music. And so I didn't know how to respond to her at that time because I'm a child. I don't, you know, <laughs> like, right, you I know, guess I ain't wasting my time. Yeah, I guess uh, let me figure out something else to do with my time. But after I sat down and thought about it for a little while, it was something that I was passionate about. It's a, it may not mean anything to you, but it means almost everything to me. Um, uh, you know, and so 
what I was able to do was kind of configure in my head the same way that I do at work. Uh, you have to kind of have data behind it and you have to have proof. Um, configure in my head how I wanted to have this conversation that I want to be an artist with my mom, right? Mm-hmm. And to have that conversation with her, I had to figure out what kind of artist I wanted to be. And ever since I had to have that conversation with her, my path has been so much more clear. So that's the biggest thing that I've got from her. And and the crazy thing about it is she's my biggest fan now. And it's because I've been able to articulate the fact that rap is still art yeah. to her through, not through the, the conversation that we had. She still didn't understand that for the conversation, but through the music. That's the, the, the biggest thing is that the music has allowed me to get my mother to understand why I waste my time doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I think I hear a song coming. <laughs> I think I hear <laughs> I think I hear a hit right there. Um so why not gospel rap? Why not gospel rap? It's just not my lane. Ah, so motivationally, I, I do motivational music, um, no problem, but it's about me at the end of the day. So every song you can, I mean, it may have a little bit of symbolism in it. It may have, you know, some background uh, information that the the fans may not know or understand, but it's still about me. I'm never rapping about somebody else or something else. And, and in order to go into that lane, it's more like I'm rapping about, Jesus and what he did and what he can do for you as opposed to me. And I've tried it. I've, I've written several actual uh, rap songs for other people, uh, gospel songs for other people, uh, R&B, um, slower gospel songs, all of that. Um, and it, it's, it's possible. I'm a writer at the end of the day, so I can do it. I just don't feel as comfortable being in that lane as I do telling my stories about how I might have messed up with a woman. And something like that. What um, what is your advice to entrepreneurs? And I, I do consider you an entrepreneur because you you obviously have to get uh, you know this is a business, right? You got a business you're working here. Um, what do you, what's your uh, your advice to entrepreneurs or people that are that are trying to um, push their dreams forward and still work a job? Um, what what's your, some advice to them that you that you would tell them? In, in, uh, in doing that? My biggest thing that I'm learning, um, I'm going to be honest and say that I'm still learning it, but it is it is helping me in leaps and bounds is being able to recognize not mistakes. I'm not even talking about mistakes, but just lessons learned in general. Um, being able to take a look at something that you did and whether or not it went wrong or right utilizing the lessons that you learn from that situation to do it better the next time. Um, when I tell you that from the time I started working on AI just went around to the moment it was finished, not only did I become more efficient in rapping and recording, I came, I became more efficient in my job at Eaton Corporation. Um, and it's because of little stuff that I was picking up while I was going through the the battle of trying to fly back and forth to Atlanta, get a mixtape, get an album recorded with somebody that I don't work with on a day-to-day basis that he might not talk to me for three weeks. Like it, it, 
it was a difficult situation that taught me how to be a better, efficient person in my personal life, my work life, and my entrepreneurial life. If I could take those situations and learn from them and utilize them in my job, why can't I do it vice versa? So I never, I never was putting two and two together. Uh, this was a maturity thing too. Was putting two and two together that I could take some of this stuff that I do at work and use it at home. You know, five F, which is source, sustain, and make sure that everything has a as a correct location and you put it back in that location when the day is done. We do that at work every day. I strive to my employees that they're supposed to do 5S every day. Why don't I do that at home? You know? <laughs> it, so, it lessons learned. Uh, being able to identify them, being able to not only identify them, take them and put them in the forefront of your mind so when you see an opportunity to utilize that lesson learned, use it and become more efficient at what you do. Uh, efficiency is is Look, if you can be efficient and you can be efficient at, at what you're doing in your entrepreneurial uh, ventures, then it opens up so much more time for you to look at other opportunities. Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree with that. Hey, so I got a lightning round for you here. So uh, I'd usually do this at the end of an interview. It's uh, five or six questions. So I'm going to shoot them out. You just answer the question. Ready? All right. Top top five rappers of all time. Uh, One, Murphy Lee. Uh, two, Drake, Kanye West, three, uh, four, Fabulous, five. You better say Biggie Smalls. Top singers of all time. Singers, you got the best singer I've ever heard and seen live is Smokey North. Um, that's kind of biased, but that's right. <laughs> Smokey North. <laughs> um, then I got Stevie Wonder. Uh, I really love Jasmine Sullivan. She's amazing. Um, I I have a passion for live music. Like, if you can do what you do on the radio live, then I have a much bigger respect for you. Um, so, Joe, I'm not oh. going to ever go to Spotify and, and find a Joe song, but I will go see him live anytime he's in town because he is amazing live. Um, and then I really like John Legend. So. All right. <laughs> Top singers of all time. The best singer I've ever heard and seen live is Smokey North. Um, that's kind of biased, but that's right. <laughs> Smokey North. <laughs> um, then I got Stevie Wonder. Uh, I really love Jasmine Sullivan. She's amazing. Um, I I have a passion for live music. Like, if you can do what you do on the radio live, then... I have a much bigger respect for you. Um, so, Joe, I'm not oh. going to ever go to Spotify and, and find a Joe song, but I will go see him live anytime he's in town because he is amazing live. 
Um, and then I really like John Legend. What is the best advice you ever received? Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't quit. What's the best worst? Or I say, what's the worst best advice you ever got? So basically, somebody said something to you. You hated to hear it, but you were like, I needed that. <laughs> but you was mad. <laughs> you were All mad. Right. This is actually recent. Um, and it, I was mad because this guy, I text all the time about business and he never takes me back fast. And then the one time that he had, wanted to talk to me about business, he takes me as like, you need to respond faster when it's about business. Um, he's right. But <laughs> coming from you, I didn't want to hear that. You know <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> favorite meal or restaurant that you, your favorite meal or restaurant? Uh, I really love um, Thanksgiving food. So, I like to make and eat dressing. What about restaurant? Um, I'm not a really a big restaurant guy. Um, nobody cooks better than my mom in the world. So like, yeah. I'm just kind of restaurants are mediocre to me. So it's just like, all right, I go because I need some sustenance, but <laughs> I don't have a favorite. If I were to give you, let's say that on average, m most people make about $10 million in their lifetime. Let's just say, I don't know that that's true, but let's say I, I say, okay, I'm going to give you a lump sum of $10 million. Or, or I'm going to give you access and understanding and knowledge, complete knowledge of the of your actual purpose in life, like what your actual purpose. It'll be so clear to you. I'll give you access to that. Which one of those two things would you take? Ten million dollars or a, like an, a guaranteed understanding of your purpose and how to how to carry it out? That's so crazy. I just had a conversation with my best friend about this the other day. I would 100 percent take the purpose because once you know your purpose your path becomes clear it's no more questions to be asked it's no more deviations to make you know exactly where you're supposed to go now it's just how long it takes you to get there it's it's that's a a sense of peace that you can't get any other type of way money definitely won't get it to you true story true story last question i have for you is um, what's your next steps? What's up? What's 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 coming up in the future? I know you say you have a mixtape. Um, tell us what you got in the hopper. Not stopping doing music for for a long time, as long as you know it's still a passion of mine. So uh, right now, um, nothing has changed about the Thursdays. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or follow my Facebook page. Uh, the Facebook page is Danny B uh, with a period at the end, um, and the Instagram is DeAndre Burl and DeAndre is D. U as an umbrella, N as in Nancy, D R A Burl, B U R L. Um, and I do Good Game Thursdays every single Thursday, um, unless, you know, I'm at work till 830. Um, every <laughs> single Thursday, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you something to listen to, uh, giving you another look into who I am as a person, another look into my, my, my life. Um, so those aren't going to stop anytime soon. And then, like I said, I am working on the mixtape. The name of that is, Hey, I can do it better. Um, and so basically that's just means that, all right, these are the songs that you guys love. These are songs that y'all like. Let me show you that I can do it better than your favorite artist. So, um, that's what I got coming down the pipeline right now. Um, kind of touring, uh, only I just went around. So I, uh, actually had a big performance in Little Rock on New Year's Eve. Uh, had about 400 people out there. That was really cool. Uh, so that was my first uh, booked performance. So I'm really excited about being booked and busy in 2018. And I got a couple of more coming up too. So I got to um, 
Yeah, so I got some other stuff coming up. Uh, website coming up uh, should be up and running this week or by the end of this week, so Sunday, um, and that's goodgameentertainment.com. Uh, merchandise coming out soon, so um, I'll be having all of that type of stuff moving forward. So I'm just really excited, man. I'm really excited to see what 2018 brings. I have a lot of goals and plans, and they are written down so we ah. can make them happen in 2018. Hey, man, uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for where you're headed, and uh, I wish you all the luck and success in the world. No doubt, man. I appreciate you having me on.